0: podcast listeners Patrick here just a reminder that tickets for Broadway Con 2017 presented by Mischief Management and Playbill are now on sale you can find information and tickets at BroadwayCon.com and you guys we've just announced a whole slate of original programming for this year's con and I'm going to tell you about some of it right now first up is Broadway Star to Be which is a fan-based talent show with Broadway judges in which our fans perform and compete for prizes there's also I'm Just a Broadway Baby, which is video clips of Broadway stars performing when they were kids and recreating the performances live. There's also the Broadway Con Feud, which is hosted by Jen Colella, and it's our version of the Family Feud, starring both Broadway fans and Broadway stars. The last one I want to tell you about now is called Broadway Con Jukebox, and with this, the audience gets one minute to vote for one of our four selected songs on the official Broadway Con app. So don't forget to download the app. And after voting ends, our Broadway singers take center stage and sing the winning song with our live band. You guys, there's so many things to know about for BroadwayCon 2017. Be sure to check it out at BroadwayCon.com. I know a place where you belong. Come follow me and
1: join the song. Welcome to BroadwayCon!
0: The podcast. The show for the theater kid in all of us. I'm your host, Patrick Hines. Patrick Hines. we're bringing you a tale of friendship, overnight stardom that was two decades in the making, the power of social media, and two theater nerds' love of the 90s classic Jurassic Park. Or something like that. You all know my friend Andrew Bredis as his Twitter alter ego, Annoying Actor Friend. Well, Andrew is really good friends with Jennifer Samard, the Tony-nominated actress from last season's Disaster and the upcoming Hello, Dolly. So Andrew and I have this idea of just putting the three of us in a recording studio and seeing what happened. We all knew that I would totally geek out over Jennifer, Andrew would speak in a very low, barely audible tone, and Jennifer would just be her charming self. But we also wanted to tell this great story of how Andrew and Jennifer met, and how Andrew used his social media prowess to almost get Samard on the Tonys. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you're about to find out. I love these two. Here's our conversation. Hi guys. Hi. Hey. Welcome. Hey. Andrew, Jennifer, Hi, welcome. Andrew, Jennifer, welcome to Broadway on the podcast.
2: Thank you. It's so good to be
0: here. Andrew and I schemed about making this happen like months ago, and then all of a sudden yesterday I got a text and he's like, "Smart's in town tomorrow." This We're, block of yeah. time. I was
2: like, We're "Can doing we do it?" Let's do it. I appreciate that we got it together so quickly. Yeah, well, I'm just thrilled to
0: meet you. Uh,
2: I'm thrilled to meet you. I'm such a I big mean, fan. You know, we've been trying to get this together for months now. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's so nice. It's so funny. You you yeah.
0: just, you have the voice
2: of the nun. You just have the voice I do? of the, yeah, just like. <laughs> well, maybe it's, hi, how are you? No, I, do, I can kind of do a not, sometimes it's just nasal and awful, though. Yeah. You know? I love it. I, I just, I don't have those dulcet <laughs> tones it's all like the time. A, it's like mm-hmm. a
1: podcast voice, too, when you get yeah, the microphone. Yeah, I
2: think I might have put it on a little bit, just so I sound nice, but I believe me, it. sometimes it's just like this. Hey! <laughs> Whereas I get How are you? The, I,
1: I get the microphone, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, hi, um, I'm just going to try to really sound low, and it's just yeah. quiet and all that. So it's like a podcast it's voice. It's a podcast yeah. voice. You just turn it on. <laughs> like, but I,
2: <laughs> I did The Witch and um, Shrek the musical. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, I think one of the reasons I god it was because I do have like just resting bitch face like that my my new my my neutral face just looks angry and I was like how how are you doing are you are you like like I look witchy it's and I'm really like because no I, I'm I'm really happy god in my face, <laughs> and my voice—this nasal voice. I mean, I can say the gentlest, most—I—I I hope kind thing, but I think it can come out so controlling and awful because I have this, just this. this, but this, just the, this I had a totally damn different my e- voice and damn my face. I had a totally different experience
0: with your face when you walked in. I was like. She's so pretty. And because, you know, as oh. the like when you were the nun, you can't really see we your camouflage. face. Seth yeah. is a little
2: obsessed with that. He's like, <laughs> he's like, look at her like here she is on stage and then the transformation. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, she's really not a
0: horror. <laughs> uh, but um, Well, I yeah. want to talk before we get to the two of you, can we talk to you just for a minute? Because uh, I've Jennifer. never met you yeah, before. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Would you mind, my friend?
0: I
1: would mind greatly,
0: actually, <laughs> okay. but sure. Sorry. Well, you <laughs> have this like incredible career. There's so many things I want to talk about. Okay. Maybe we won't get to all of it today, but right. one of the things that I mentioned to you when you first came in, and this has been on my mind since, really since the off-Broadway production of Disaster, because mm-hmm. you were such a, st- I mean, everyone in the show was amazing, and that, that cast was so wonderful, in addition to the Broadway cast being they,
2: wonderful. 100%. Yeah. I love each of them. And You were the only
0: them. one to go on, is that right?
2: Uh, Seth and myself, Seth, yes. of course, mm-hmm. right.
0: So, you know, you have this incredible body of work behind you but disaster hit you got the most incredible review you get a tony nomination mm-hmm. and it just seemed like all of a sudden overnight you're a star so it's like this overnight success mm-hmm. despite the fact that you've been working for you know two decades
2: right how how <laughs> how
0: first question when you got disaster off broadway could you ever have foreseen that it was that that would happen
2: oh gosh uh i mean no you you i you know you just want to work and hopefully extend the time that you're able to do the thing that you love to do, you know? And, and when your your art is also the way that you pay your bills, it can be challenging. Can't, Mm -hmm. can't it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I, um, I felt very connected to the role and I was really excited to sink my teeth into her. Um, but it's interesting what you say, this overnight (laughs) star, I think I, my husband and I laughed. It was the one of the reviews or two of them actually, um, in the Broadway or articles anyway, since the Broadway show. Um, and then I think off Broadway as well. Uh, but dating back over my career, it's the fourth time I'm newcomer Jennifer (laughs) (laughs) in print. (laughs) You know, I think, I think I love your Perfect. No change. And the thing about men, which was at the promenade, Mm -hmm. um, off Broadway, gosh, it was such a beautiful theater. I'm still sad that it's not there. Where was that? It's seventy sixth in Broadway. Oh, it was ex- oh of it course, was I remember that theater. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We've lost a lot of our gems off yeah. Broadway, unfortunately. But um, so yeah, it was the fourth time I was a, a newcomer, fresh <laughs> faced. It's, <like, laughs> it's like fifth <laughs> Drama Desk nomination, a yeah. newcomer uh, yeah. Jennifer <laughs> Art. Uh, well, four. I don't want to. I don't. Not five. Gosh, Twelve. I don't say nomination. I, don't wanna, <laughs> I, I know, but I. Yeah. How was
0: it when you like found yourself? Well, when the Tony Award nominations came out, be honest. Were yeah, you yeah. expecting it?
2: Was I expecting? No, because look at the look at the women. That right. Were in it my was category. a great year. It was that a great year. season. Um, I mean, I think I'd be lying if you said you don't hope that happens, right? Like it would be. I mean, I'm sure there's some people like I don't like awards, uh, but <laughs> it's not me. I think it's lovely. Um, but I, you can't make it about that, right? So right. you sort of just concentrate on other things. Um, I had a blue and white dress altered i will say that i wore the nomination luncheon but i didn't expect to wear it to that i was altering it for the drama desk luncheon which was coming up in a couple weeks and i had just altered it and i went so when it came out what you don't know is that the next morning it it's like full court press or at least it's never happened to me before so i didn't know that was the gig so it happened i'm like you know you have to be at this, you know, early uh, press c- press event, and you have you're going to get your pin, and they're going to take photos. and You have to do interviews, and so I was like, "What am I going to wear? This blue and white dress, you know." And so <laughs> it was um, it was great. So no, I didn't expect it. And one of our good friends, Kayla Settle, she was yes. so great in waitress. Yeah. And, um, luckily she's already had a Tony nomination, but she any she, my friend Andrea Burns, and on your feet. Oh my God! Just brilliant. Uh, and there's many other women I'm leaving out, but the point is, there could have been. Te- I think. Ten slots wouldn't have been totally. enough this year. Yeah, that you know? that,
0: that category is usually tough because th- that's where so many of our great actresses are. Is like in that, that yeah. fabulous supporting role. And some
2: years are weaker than others, and this year was. Uh, I mean, it was a salad. It was just there yeah, was so yeah. much in there, and. Yeah, I
1: yeah. feel like I even just personally knew like five people who would have been in that category. Totally, if like, yeah. you had like like Krista Rodriguez in Spring Awakening, and, oh, uh, and you, you had you. Yeah. Oh, and, and me. Uh, thank no, you. I was like I'm all these, yeah, this said Krista because yeah. she was
2: brilliant, incredible, incredible.
1: And so I'm not like just, you know, to make this about me when I was at the <laughs> I was at the gym and I wasn't watching the um, nominations. I just was trying to refresh Twitter, which is very confusing to do when the nominations happen, and it was like I was like, oh, oh Megan healthy oh thank God. Oh, and I couldn't and then all of a sudden it just started happening where I saw your name, but I just didn't quite I needed yeah. to see it on the Tony website, and I actually just myself started like crying of at course. the yeah. gym. Yeah. And yeah. I don't do that, I'm like emotional like that. And I started crying because I was like, it felt I felt like we all got nominated in that nomination oh, because Andrew. it was Thank you. Such a singular performance, but it was really and just Jennifer. It was just Jennifer. Yeah, and, oh, <laughs> me, I have it on my resume. But let me
2: tell you something. I want to give a shout out to um, um, Keala and Andrea Burns, who especially because I know them. I know them personally. Yeah, they couldn't have been lovelier. Like, yeah, and that's it. I, I mean. So and genuine, like so supportive, so lovely. And um, I just I was really it was really a, a, the fellowship of it was one of the nicest parts. Yeah. Did,
0: did you think it was one of those things, too, where where it was like, finally, people understand how good I am.
2: Oh, gosh, <laughs> no. I think if you believe your own hype, it's the it's the fastest ticket to <laughs> the unemployment line. You know what I mean? I mean, I, look. On social, I would unfollow me by now if I were my friend. If if you're my Facebook friend, I apologize. Um, But, you know, I had a lot of people give me some advice that I took. It's like you have to try to ride that line of, well, there's my self-promotion. This is what I'm doing, you guys. And I apologize. And, you know, you just you hope that you're not a douche and, you know, that you're just, you know, and you hope that you're nice to your friends when nice things happen to them. Well,
0: one of the really interesting things that came out of that whole experience was with our our friend Andrew, the whole put some art on hashtag thing that happened that I think led to Playbill coming and and playing, like showing your number live when you did it. I want to sort of get, I want to go back Mm -hmm. to the beginning of that if we can, because I'm
2: fascinated
1: by this. First of all, how did you guys even meet?
2: Um, We have a mutual friend, the fabulous, brilliant actress Jackie Pirro Donovan.
1: Incredible. Known um, as the first woman to play Cosette and Fantine in the original Les Miserables. Oh, before really? Before it was revived right. nine times. So she, in the original company, yeah. over the course of those years, she played those roles.
2: Mm-hmm. And her husband, Peter Donovan, is a local one Nazi stagehand and Househead. And my husband, oh. Brad, is a local one stagehand. So they became friends. And so we all sort of would meet, I think. I think Jackie and Pete were sort of the apex of, of social gatherings. So we yeah. met,
1: we, I, we met at one of their, one they, of have their a, they have a birthday uh, yeah. that's close together and we met at like a Greek restaurant and you had just gotten sister act. I believe uh, I guess that's so. when we met.
2: And then we met at like her house in and Yeah, Road like it'd be something. like 4th of
1: July parties or things so, like that.
2: Sort of just periphery, you know, like I was like, Oh hi, it's, it's that couple again. That, <laughs> yeah. That's really good <laughs> friends with our other friends, you know? Uh huh. And then, um, Last year, Pete and Jackie were planning a, um, uh, a trip to Hawaii uh, to uh, honor some uh, very special events in their lives, and they invited all their 25 favorite people in the world to this get-together in Hawaii, and Andrew and his wife Sarah were there, and so were...
1: And Kayala was there. And Kayala was there. And, and the fabulous Patty Colombo choreographer yeah. was there. It was just like this, you know, yes. hodgepodge of just wonderful people all out in Kauai. Uh-huh.
2: And, uh And so we... So that was um, we that, probably got together you, a little bit. We got to know each other a little bit more then. Then yeah, you came, came up to me. We were, we
1: were on like I, might have been, well, yeah. I don't remember if it was the boat or we were like Kauai is where they filmed Jurassic Park, yeah, and that's and, where
2: we, that's where we started to fall in love. Yeah, sort of. so,
1: she, so she comes. She's like I, Jen says I, we ha, we share a mutual um, sort of like reverence or obsession with uh, Jurassic Park, and I did not know that she had the same. And I didn't love. know
2: that he did. <laughs> and we
1: just like had come together where they filmed it over this film that eventually right. is very symbolic in both of our lives for varying reasons.
2: Right. And I was like, until this moment, I didn't really like you. <laughs> <By> now,
1: <laughs> but no, I'm we have you this a chance. Yeah. I guess it's like, <laughs> we'll, we'll try it. Cause like you, I mean, if you want to like for yeah. me, Jurassic Park was like, we did talk about the ring of keys moment on this podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my ring of keys moment for just acting in general was Jurassic Park because I was nine when it came out and I was very, very angry that I was not in the film and Joseph Mazzello was I didn't realize that Spielberg had already re- like de-aged the character, so he could play it. Like uh-huh. I was never going to be on the, you know, up for this role. But I was mad at my mom about it, and I was like, "Why wasn't I? I was not an actor. I, I just assumed you could just be in movies." And I was like, "Why am I not in this movie?" And and then she said, "Well, if you want to, if you want it so badly, ask Steven Spielberg to be in the next one." And she found his address, and I wrote him a letter. And um, oh, so we talked about this on Theater People. And so I wrote Steven Spielberg. Did wrote a letter. he write you back? I don't his, remember. His people, did his head of PR, did and explained like what, what, how agents work and how casting directors work. And that's when I went to my mom and I said, "I would like to start acting." And so it was this very definitive moment for me to get into. Uh, into this like what let me down like it was like the first real like adult decision I made at nine was to just ask somebody and it's something I kind of carry with me is that like what's the worst they can say is no well the worst anybody can say is just not respond so I right. figured if Steven Spielberg's people responded then anybody can you know respond to you if you just ask them to do it uh, so it's like kind of a I, I've learned a lot from that moment and I kind of carry that moment with me in my career now as far as just like being open and asking people you know uh, so that's why dressing park was important for me and I also just love the movie. Yeah. Um and Jennifer, what's your story with it?
2: I well, it i think you win, first of all, what? in terms of how <laughs> special. Well you it symbolic but for another. Mine reason. was symbolic because it, it came out the summer of ninety three and that was my first summer in New York City. I moved oh. to New York December seventh, nineteen ninety two. Wow. And um, that summer was my first summer in New York and it was playing down at sixty second street in Broadway. And I It's where I first really got comfortable taking myself to the movies, you know, and I love, to this day, I love going to the movies by myself, you know, but I remember it was one of my, it was a blockbuster, I took myself several times, and it sounds incredibly nerdy, which I am, but I sort of loved, just, I live in New York, and I'm going to walk down the street, I'm going to take myself to the movies. I love it. Here I am, and I'm seeing this big summer blockbuster, and I didn't drive in my car where I grew up. (laughs) I live <laughs> Where in did York, you grow up? In <laughs> New Hampshire. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I, it was a great place to grow up. But it was just sort of symbolic of I'm an adult. I've gone for it. And here I am in New York. And I'm trying to make it as an actor. And this movie was sort of the start of my, like, I'm here, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so that's in my head. That's why it means something to me. So you
0: guys become friends on this trip. And then Miss Samard gets nominated for a Tony Award.
2: Yeah. And I will say, you asked me before, was I surprised? That I got nominated. Of course, yes. The hashtag put some art on, and everything that followed was even more of a surprise. When I say people had to tell me, "Do you know what's going on?" I am not kidding. And Andrew and I—I I think we've become closer since the hashtag so, yeah, because definitely. it was so like, "What have you done?" I mean, I'm like, You're... <laughs> well, so tell I us it, what, so what, what happened. How?
1: Was um, it was it was Mother's Day weekend, and. Um, Uh, we knew that they were going to do the live stream. Playbill was going to do this live stream, which I thought was so brilliant and so um, forward-thinking. I know there's a lot of... Why were they doing that? They were doing it because it...
2: I don't even know. They asked me if I minded, and I I had mixed... Hey,
1: everyone. Patrick here.
0: This is a great story, but I was very confused in the chronology of things, so I'm just going to spell it out for you here. So Jennifer got amazing reviews for her performance in Disaster and was nominated for a Tony Award for her work. Unfortunately, the day the Tony nominations were announced, Disaster announced that it would be closing, and quickly. So likely, many of the Tony voters wouldn't get to see Jennifer's performance, which would hurt her chances of winning. So the Disaster press department called Playbill and asked if they'd be interested in live streaming Jennifer's big number in the show. Playbill said yes, and they came and did it. We picked the conversation back up with Jennifer talking about the few things that gave her pause about the idea of the live stream
2: so they did it and i remember my first thing was as long as it follows the rules because i'm a big union gal,
1: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no know, laughing you, matter and again
2: I, it's my favorite word of the day the word of the day is douche you don't want to be a douche <laughs> right. you know, gotta right. follow the rules so i i remember going well if it's okay with the union i guess i'm fine with it but i was also i, I laughed all, like you think of anything that could possibly go wrong because it's live right? right and the the last thing i'll say was the only thing i i was made me hesitate too is that um, just out of context, I wondered if it would work because the thing to me, the 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 mania that occurs in the song, is more is um, means more when you've seen the repression that comes up before it. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And and uh, why totally. people are so excited about the song. The thing that, if I can use the word proud, the thing I'm most proud of in the show has nothing to do with the song. It's mostly the it's the it's the um, the quiet moments. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and just the, I love, I love, you know, how little can I do to achieve this result? You know? And so I, I liked that stuff the most. So I was hoping that it just didn't look bad, like, you know, out of yep, context. Gotcha. And I guess people liked it. It's hard for me to watch. I, I think I watched it once uh-huh. just to <laughs> make, just because someone said you should watch it. Yeah. But it's just, it's like it's like <laughs> hearing your voice, you know, <laughs> when you listen to yourself. I don't sound like that, <laughs> you know. I. Yeah, tol- to- so, totally, and that, that's why yeah. I'm here so
1: I can brag about you. When I saw Disaster, I was like, "She is giving the finest comedic performance yeah. I've seen on a Broadway stage." Um oh, thank And you. and then um, and so I was like, "I need." I, I I was just you know you have those things where it's just like you just feel so passionate about somebody that you you want to do everything you can totally for that, to to get it out there. And I think that when they aired it, I was just so excited that everybody people are going to see it. And then I could sort of see that the traction because it was like two o'clock or something like that. Mm-hmm. That 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 the views were ticking up, and I talk a lot about social media timing and how some stuff you can you know you can put out there and it's just gonna get, it's gonna hit the wall and nothing's gonna click, and then sometimes you just hit the right time with the right person and the right thing and the right subject matter, and then also like kind of as uh, douchey as it sounds, is the right hashtag. And I remember walking down the street, I was going to go see your first live summer series with Leslie Margarita. Oh no way! And I was tr- I was walking, I was walking with my wife, and I was like I was like I I kept I kept playing hashtags in my head, and and it, I stopped on the street when Put Some Art On came into my head. And I was like, because we call her Art." That's yeah. just what we call her. And so <laughs> I was like, that's it. And then I just wrote that this tweet about, like, if you think that she should perform on the Tonys. I know how the Tonys work. I know that there was, the like, that the theaters, the shows have to pay for it. I know that, like, and as this, we learned with the Spring that. Awakening. Like he knew more than me. Oh, I didn't really? As as really we, didn't. I really yeah, didn't. Yeah, know. that the shows have to pay, like, yeah. X amount. of Because it, it's, like, a commercial. Right. We learned that with the Spring Awakening Kickstarter. And... Um, or that put it out there a little bit more to people to really see. So, like, we knew that, like, they were going to have to raise a bunch of money, they were going to be closing just to perform. And a, I was hoping, I was like, the the best case scenario would be, like, if the CBS was just like, eh, we need a co- comedic bit. Let's yeah. just put it on. Um, but it really was just this sort of, like, thing that I threw out there. And then you could sort of see, like, the community just jumped on it because it's like, it was like, what a wonderful thing to celebrate because it's such a such a great performance, and everybody got to see it and got to see why she got the nomination over these fantastic women that were also in the season. And I think that everyone, I mean, to just watch how... it trickle down into like just these big names using it and and just being like if you can click on that hashtag and you can see just love letters to her and it's yeah. always on Twitter that way but we never asked her like my wife Sarah and I my wife Sarah and I Ned did not ask her if she wanted this if she wanted so like was, two days are you on was, Twitter it, Jennifer
2: I am okay. but it's funny I actually was on as an egg for 4 years <laughs> yeah. like I think I've been a member since 2011 but honestly just before disaster I I decided to be a grown up, yeah, because I knew that this is part of the the gig, the, gi- the gig. Yeah. So I, I, I put because I was afraid of people tagging me and maybe saying things that are inappropriate or you know what I mean. So, of course, so, so, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and I'm a bit of a luddite. I'm, I must. Admit, I'm getting better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can do Snapchat. <laughs> All right, uh, but uh, you know, I uh, uh, so it was a, it was a sh- literally. I think it was a day or two we went by and I went. People were like, so, uh-huh. And I'm like, what <laughs> What are you talking about? And then we texted idea. you and
1: we're like, right, hey, you were like Do you mind?" I don't know if you've been on Twitter. Sorry, girl. Um, because it, by then it was just, just it like was just a thing. Right. It, it became was... a thing. And, wow. And I was we're trending. Like, even, I was trending. You were trending. And I was like, I don't know if she if she even, I mean, maybe she just, I mean, you might just want to like wear a nice pretty gown and not have to worry about it. It's a big, oh. the big Tony's. It's Hamilton's. Yeah, everything. Totally. You might not want the pressure. <laughs> we're like, sorry.
2: No. And that's the truth. <laughs> uh, that is the. Well, that is the beauty when you're not performing, you can just sort of hang out get ready and have a good and enjoy the show yeah you know but um going back and forth it's it's absolutely a privilege and of course you would do it and you would do it happily but the prices, is your, yeah yeah, it's, yeah. It, it makes the day even crazier but um so i just said whatever is meant to be will be and i it, i i don't mean to sound tracely i really believe that and i think it played out exactly how did it, play it was out? supposed to. What well happened? i did not perform right <laughs> i was on well i was in the opening number which made me cry we didn't know till we got there that they were going to have little children oh, representing. Right. Oh God, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, everywhere, America, yeah. re- <laughs> I mean that made America Representing us and my gal who was even wearing a green dress and my dress was great. I was like, Oh my God!
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah.
2: And we didn't know because, of course, it was very top secret. So I was so honored and grateful to be part of that opening number. And um, uh, the truth is, I mean, my opinion is, I was sitting there that night. I don't. I, I know i'm i'm my own worst salesman but i just don't know that it had a plate my number yeah needed to be there i really feel that way you mm-hmm. know and i really feel like the, the best part about it uh, was the love and support that came around it yeah and it the the whole campaign and the sweatshirts and i had to sign some for the flea market and and just um people appreciating the art Form and the the comedic performance uh-huh. and having comedy be celebrated um, is really wonderful and um so I feel like I won something that you can't even explain. Of course. I'd have I harbor no ill will that I wasn't that I didn't perform my number on the awards show at all. Was there any talk all. about it
0: in the in the wake of
2: I don't to be honest with you that's above my pay grade. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I think there was. Yeah. I think there was, but I I don't know what those conversations were or were not and that's okay. Yeah, totally. Cuz I am real good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm real good. Yeah.
1: What like what became my focus when I for the rest of like say the week that this this pretty much was on like big this was a thing for about a week and a half was that it, it really went from so much of social media outcry is often negative Mm -hmm. even when or it's charged with a sort of like anger or like fight. With this, it was just it was like, let's just talk about how great this one performer is. Yeah. And it it really just became about about a celebration more than like a big um, like call to action. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 it, It stopped being about wanting you to be on as much as it was. You know, you were everybody seeing people who maybe didn't know disaster across the country who didn't get to see it or may not have known what your role was or what your role did and 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 got to learn that, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was I going to ask you? One of the things i like to ask people who go through the Tony, the Tony time, that craziness. Who did you get to meet during that time that you were a big fan of or that you were really excited to
2: meet? Well, um, I have a couple of answers to this question. (laughs) Now, I didn't talk to him this year, but last year at the Drama League Awards, I got to meet Brian Cranston. Oh, my. So when I was the nun off Broadway. And he was at the uh, nominee's luncheon, and I, I shied away from going up <laughs> to him again. <laughs> I just went, hi, it's your friend Jen. How are you? You remember me. I, <laughs> um, um, but let me tell you something. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda <sighs> came up to me at the nominee's luncheon. Now, I have not had the chance to thank him. But I'd like to, and yeah. maybe this is my moment to do so Ugh. publicly. So here he is, and uh, he would probably never accept this crown that I'm about to give him. But inarguably, he was the he was the king, the reigning king of this season. Yeah, and he wore that he wore that um, crown, you know, so humbly and so thoughtfully, and all the responsibility that comes with that. And part of that's just, I think, having to um, just accept this mantle of leadership, I guess. Uh, and he went out of his way to come up to me. He had seen one of the interviews. I think I had mentioned my mom. Yeah. And how she'd passed away. But he's like, I, you know, I saw the interview. I read the article, and he just reached out his hands and he was like, oh, like and he came up to me like to hug me. Like he was so moved and just to be happy for me and congratulate me. And there was a sea of people there, and everyone wanted a piece of him. Of course. Of course. But he found a moment he saw me, he recognized me, and he brought up this a moment where I guess what I'd said touched him, and he gave me a moment of his time, and I just thought that's a leader, you know he has he has this big responsibility of of being the odds on favorite to win this year in a in a way we've not seen before and i and he took a moment to share that with me and he was genuine. I don't think he'd maybe, he probably not even thinking of it in the terms that I'm painting it. But for me, it felt like, wow, look at this person who is the leader of this year, taking a moment to, uh, to give me some love. And I really appreciated it.
0: That is so amazing. Wouldn't it? So amazing.
1: I, he did a similar, a similar thing with me on, in, in April. Um, and I had not met him, but we like, he, he had a new, what annoying actor friend was, I assumed, but like, um, I had this joke tweet that I've been doing well before I had ever seen or ha- known Hamilton, which was like, I wonder if Lin-Manuel's mom introduces oh, yeah. herself as the womb where it happened. And I used to tag him in it incessantly over holidays. But like, did you ask her? Did you ask her? <laughs> like, things. And it wasn't until, uh, it ended up coincidentally being the day that I outed my anonymous identity three hours before I had it planned his mom tweeted no but I might start like so he she tweeted it back and answered my question uh-huh. and um, and then that sort of became a little bit of a thing and so four months later I was doing Easter bonnet and I was backstage at this uh, at the Minsk and um, I kind of, you know, when you end up in a conversation with three people, but you're the third person, you're not like really in the conversation. And, all that. <laughs> yeah. and that's what I was kind of in. And he just turned to me and he put his hand out and said, Thank you for making my mother very happy. And oh. shook my hand. And I was like, This guy just won the Pulitzer yesterday. Yeah. They had just announced that day that he's doing Mary Poppins, too. He's having a global moment. It isn't, yeah. it's so beyond this community. And he took the time to just genuinely, like you said about leadership, turn and say and talk about some like, Lame, 140 character thing that I wrote, but just a
2: down to earth, real guy, a real person. Can I share a story? Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: So when I first moved to New York, and I, I was, I moved here in 2000, and in 2002, I was trying to like be a writer in the in the LGBT press. I wanted to like write for like, you know, The Advocate. Now whatever. And I had I worked at a restaurant with a girl who had a friend that had gone to college with these guys that had this this um, production company that were doing this show in the basement of the drama bookshop. And so she's like, my friend is going to call you because he knows you write about gay stuff. And he's doing this hip-hop musical with this guy who has a prominent gay character. So I was like, great. I get a call from this guy named Tommy Kale. He's like, hey, I think you should spend a day with this kid. He's so smart. We're doing this new show. You should write about it. I was like, okay. I went and spent a day with this guy, Lin-Manuel Miranda, in 2003. I rate this whole. Piece for this uh, this this little newspaper called Gay City News about Lynn and about in the Heights I and this gay Casey character. Yeah, very good to me. Have I'm sure, Well, that makes perfect sense. Right. Um, and it was the first piece ever published about Lynn, about in the Heights, about whatever. And I Lynn has never forgotten me. He's never forgotten Aww. it. Every time I see him, he asks, he knows me by name and gives me a hug. And I saw him at the drama leagues. I was covering the red carpet mm-hmm. like an idiot with my iPhone, tweeting. It was so stupid. But he came over to me and gave me a hug and asked me how my kid was. Like right this is a guy who just never forgets anything right
2: because he's just like a nice person yeah i guess that's the best way to put it i don't think he'd ever go i'm going to be a great leader today no he's just a nice person yeah and hasn't lost sight of who he is and where he comes from and i just think the world of him
0: i wanted to just sort of end by talking about like what sort of doors this has opened for you how did your how did your like professional life change after all that
2: well initially you know you have to give these things time so i was I've had both sides of the coin, you know. I had one experience where I auditioned for something, and I, I thought, oh, I realized only when I got there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm being screened. I'm not even going to the final, cre-, you know. Oh so God. in that sense, you're like, oh, it never changes, does it? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, that's good to know. Now I know.
0: Wait, this is since the Tony now, nomination? Yes.
2: Oh yeah. Since oh, yeah yeah, that's all right. God. It's all good. <laughs> gonna need something stronger than that lemon lime water you just gave me (laughs) no No. but that's um and that's okay you know I'm not above auditioning I'm I'm happy to do it I'm you know it's just sort of you wonder I wondered like you like is it all is it what what happens now you know and then just the opposite happened where I you know I got to have a really nice um job offer that I didn't have to audition for I had another experience and I don't think that would have happened yeah without that and then um, I had another audition experience which was um, just wonderful and I was given real personal attention and I had a work session just me wow do you know what I mean yeah. and so I don't think that would have maybe happened you know and I got to go on the playbill cruise as a oh, you know, celebrity really? ambassador and oh, you know so and so fun. and that's something I've always wanted to do and I used to look at those people like <laughs> yeah, oh, I want totally. to be one of those people <laughs> Christine Eversley.
0: Marin Maisie. Can we be roommates, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? Like, I, you
2: know totally. I'll just uh, I'll I'll will i I'll give turn down your bed and leave a chocolate <laughs> on your pillow. But I'd love to be there at the party. And so I'm not sure that would have happened. Maybe it would have, but i it hadn't happened prior, so I'm really grateful to Phil Bursch and everyone at Playbill for helping me. Really, these are little dreams; these are little
0: totally. checks
2: in the boxes that I, bucket list stuff in terms of my career that I wanted to do. And so, and you got a I'm big really lucky. thing coming up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm so lucky to be in Hello Dolly with this amazing company and under um, Jerry Zaks. it's the second show I've been fortunate enough to work for him. And yeah. Scott Rudin will be the uh, producer, and he has such great taste. I mean, if you've seen everything he's produced from movies and beyond, yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. So I, I really feel happy to be... Oh, this is interesting. I... um, You know, my, my scene in Act 2 is opposite David Hyde Pierce. Yes. Well, David Hyde Pierce came to see disaster and could not have been lovelier, and I got to relay this story to him, that in 2005... <laughs> Uh, I was lucky enough to be nominated for a Drama Desk Award. He was also there for Curtains. Uh-huh. And my mother, my late mother, uh, loved him. And he was her favorite comedic actor.
0: Wow.
2: And she ran up to him. And, of course, you know, I'm like, before I could stop her, I'm like, don't go to the <laughs> celebrities, please. you know. So, yeah. But she did. She ran right up to him, and she asked him for a photo. And, you know, I'm dying a thousand deaths inside, going, <laughs> oh, God, I don't bother him. And he could not have been nicer. Uh-huh because he's a nice, nice man. And he's like, of course, of course. And so he took the photograph and she blew it up to an 8x10 and she <laughs> kept it in a frame on her dresser till, till she died. two thousand fourteen. Um, Two years ago this month. So he comes to see the show and uh, like I said, I relayed the story and I asked him, so would you mind if I had a photo because I'd love a mirror image of oh, this with yeah. my mother. And he was hilarious. He went, oh no. <laughs> he's like, are you kidding? You're coming here. Come here. Come Hilarious! Like I just gave him my heart, and he did not disappoint me by being absolutely hilarious, <laughs> and, so, and then absolutely lovely. And of course, we took this photograph, and so I don't, I don't even know if he remembers me or knows that I'm doing it with him. But he will when we speak yeah, about of it, of course. But I, I am, I'm so excited that my scene is opposite this man. That's so, inc- so, Ugh. and it's a way to, you know, me to be feel close to my mother. Totally. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's just the gift that keeps on giving. I'm so. I'm so lucky. I yeah. love you guys. I love you back. Times <laughs> two, plus one. I love you more.
0: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha yeah. As you get handsomer and handsomer every time I see you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome you too. Thank well,
1: that's true. <laughs> bye. Okay,
2: bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. I never can say Go
0: BroadwayCon The Podcast is a partnership between BroadwayCon Media and Theatre Podcast Productions. Episodes are produced, mixed, and edited by me, Patrick Hines. Just a reminder that tickets for BroadwayCon 2017 are now on sale. You can purchase them at broadwaycon.com. If you just can't wait until next week to get your theater podcast fix, you can check out my other podcast. It's called Theater People. We do long-form interviews with Tony winners, Broadway legends, and today's brightest theater stars. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're taking next week off for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back in two weeks with one of my favorite people, Nika Graf Lanzaroni, who's currently starring in the new group's production of Sweet Charity. Until then, we ask you to remember this. If you get really pissed we'll slack when they call a cast album a
1: freaking soundtrack? You're, a baby, you're fantastic, you're part of-